The goal? To get Wright Pat civilian employees who work on the Riverside portion of the base to pay income tax, just like everyone else who works in the city. I don't think it's fair. I think income tax is something that everybody should share irregardless. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Before I get into anything, let's just thank you guys for being part of the show, for listening. And if you're listening, you're listening to uh, my show one of three ways, either through my website, markscalia.com, and definitely check out more of that site because you can find out where I am, where I'm doing my stuff, my jokes, all that stuff, and where I'm performing. And of course, listen to the show. If you want to be more participant of the show and you want to be, you want to interact, as it were, you can click that box you're listening to, and then it will send you over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com. And then you can chat away with myself and the other listeners and my guest. And the third way you can listen is if you cannot listen live, because that's how we broadcast. We broadcast live. You can listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show, which most of you are listening to anyway, based on the analytics that I look at every fucking week. <laughs> so, so there you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how, what we do. I bring you up to speed about what's been going on with the happening now. What? 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 Can I not find it? There it is. <laughs> it's been two weeks. This is the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past it. When? Just now. We're it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And we were not on last week. I was uh, doing a show up in Nashua, I believe it was. No, uh, Chunky's in Pelham, New Hampshire. I was in Pelham last week. And it was actually, it was a good show. We were doing a, it was a benefit show for this guy. And oh my God, it was, it was breaking my heart. You know, it's one of these things that these um, muscular degenerative diseases hit you later on in life. And it's fucking awful. And this guy is like in his fifties, he's got something very similar to a, you know, multiple sclerosis and it's just terrible. So we're doing a benefit show for him. So that's always off last week. This week I'm thinking, oh, okay, let's 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 get underway. Let's do some stuff, and then of course <laughs> the debate on Monday. What's going on? <laughs> it's just terrible. It's fucking terrible. We are so fucked. It is just horrible. Oh my god. Now, as a comic, you would think I would be loving it because, like, there's between Dumb and Dumber are the choices. 
but I can't. Like, I'm past the point where I can't think. And the whole fighting thing, and somebody just posted this meme. It's like Hillary pointing at Trump and says, release your tax returns, and Trump smiling, saying, I emailed them to you. (laughs) It's just terrible. It's not even worth laughing. I mean, it is because it's so fucking horrendous. Like, you can't even do anything at this point. It's almost to the point where it's just fascinating to watch, and you know how horrible it's going to be, but... You know, then everybody's like, well, you know, this is the most important election in 40 years. Like, no, that's what you said about the last one and the one before that and the one before that. And, one, and you know something? We're fine. We're completely fine. You know what I equate it to? It's having a fight with my wife. That's the best analogy I think I can give you. Like, I had a fight with my wife tonight. Like, literally, over dinner. Over nothing. Over nothing. Now, it's I know it's a misunderstanding. But in the middle of it, you're like, I'm going to fucking kill. You know, it's the biggest fight in the goddamn fucking world. But it's really not. And that's the thing. Like, Hillary is not a great choice. And Trump is not a great choice. And that's not just me saying it. That's the entire country saying it. And was like, well, and then they're trying to salvage it. Say, well, Hillary is qualified. Well, well, no, no, she isn't. If she was really qualified, she would have won eight years ago. That's what it would have been because Obama hadn't been the senator. He's barely a senator. So it's not great choices. And Trump's a fucking nightmare. You know, and I, it, the choice is, do you want somebody in there who doesn't know what they're doing that might put the right people in the right places or somebody who knows exactly what they're fuck they're doing? So, either way, we're fucked. It's, I posted something on, on Facebook. I said, I posted the trailer of Alien versus Predator and the t- the catchphrase is no matter who wins we lose and that's exactly right just fucking terrible terrible so some good i'll go over some good stuff yesterday my wife decided to you know, speaking of fighting with my wife my wife and i went to neshoba valley yesterday and i don't know if you guys have ever been to neshoba valley it is really cool and we did the wine tasting. No, we tend to make it up there like once a year, sometimes twice a year. And every time you, uh, it's like an $8 wine tasting and then you get glasses. So I got some, I got some glasses. That's some glasses. So we had all these little samples and stuff like that. And I tried the apple brandy, which I, I don't know why I do it. I do it the same thing every time. I love the pear brandy and I bought the pear brandy. Absolutely love the pear brandy. And I tried the apple, I mean, the pear wine, which was, oh, and that's what I'm drinking right now. So if you're drinking, if you're drinking, here we go. Are you drinking? (laughs) Moment of silence. Mm. That's funny. I put in moment of silence. Oh, yeah. About the debates. I wanted to touch about the debates. The debate, one of my postings on debates is let the unfriending begin. And it's true because the next like not even the next day, but that day, people are posting all this shit about the debates. And they're like, you know, Trump is this. And like, cause I got, I mean, I'm in the entertainment business. So everybody I know is left everybody. And I'm conservative. I'm not stupid. So everybody was like unfriending everybody else. What did Kim post? Um, Posting stuff on social media changes nothing, but people make it. That's right. It's what it is. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's always been the thing. Facebook is one of those things to make ordinary people feel special. And, you know, if you want to tell a joke or something like that, use Twitter or Instagram. Do a meme or something like that. I'm not even a big Instagram fan, but I would say do that. So the wine tasting, we did, we went to the show. But, oh, and Jason just popped on. Jason, we cheated on you. 
we we went to Neshoba Valley for a wine tasting. We didn't go to Raven Hollow. So, but it was really nice. And then on the way out, Charlie Baker was just fucking hanging out. And I walked by him. I go, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I just walked by and Karen's like, oh, and she shook his hand. And of course, there's two state cops there and he's got some, you know, his armed, you know, not armed people, but certainly his, you can't really say secret service, but certainly his, his um, personal security team was there and she's like oh that was cool we just saw charlie breaker and i'm like yeah let's fucking see Charlie, you know but i'm like why is he at a fucking winery with barely any people there and i'm well because i'm there with barely people so it's one of those things you know you felt bad you're like you, you you know like you take a day off work and and then you go do something and you bump into somebody you know and you feel bad because you're like oh shit i don't want anybody to fucking see me <laughs> but we had a good time there and we have to take a day off because Karen's been very busy with the Salem Spirits trolley, which she got today. She got a corporate gig, which I'm actually going to do tomorrow, which is good. They bought out a whole trolley, which is awesome. What's this? He just worked out legislation on behalf of Neshoba. Oh, is that what he did? That's why he was there probably. So yeah, between her trolley and then in October, I'm doing the Ghost and Legends tour. So I've been trying to memorize that script. Plus, I got to see it. So it's, and then of course, the big one, Xmas coming up. Can't wait for that. Just can't. I just want to make it through. I want to make it through October. And then I can kind of relax a little bit. That's my thing. And speaking of relaxing and trying to make it, all we got to do is go through one more game and get Tom Brady back. But what? What? The, the what? The what? The fucking Tom who? Boom shakalaka. Yeah, Tom Brady is like not to be seen, but we're fucking killing it. Oh my God. If you weren't a Patriots fan, you you're on a bandwagon today. I'll tell you that. And the last thing I want to bring up is I don't know if I brought this up. I think I did. Yeah. I heard my back. Yeah. Cause we did a show and that's when my back was hurting. And I said, I should have stood for the show. That's what it was. Did I? Oh yeah. Cause I did. I drove back and then I did show that night. And I've took my steroids. They give me the weak wheels of steroids, and I took them. And it's only 45 milligrams, but it was good for me. And I've been going to the chiropractor, and I got another appointment on Friday. So, and I'm just trying to do my exercises and slowly, but it's like, fuck. Like, I didn't do anything. I'm 48. My God, why is there's no reason for me to be falling apart at 48? Absolutely no reason. So. Oh, my wife just popped on, of course. Now I said all the nice stuff all of a sudden, and now she didn't hear nothing. Sure that, me on down the stairs. Now she's probably giggling. So anyway, I'm going to play a game with you guys. We're going to play a quick game because I got a really funny guest, and I know the stories him and I are going to tell are going to be funnier than anything. So here's what I'm going to do. We're going to play a quick game called the Video Game Game. <laughs> So the last time we played this, Jason knocked it out of the park. He was just, he destroyed it. So let's play the video game game where I play you a video game soundbite and you have to guess the game. Here you go. Here's one. First one. The music will give this away. Nope, not Frogger. It's true. 
tricky. Hmm. Yes, it's tricky. It's kind of like a Frogger-esque type thing where you have to move kind of fast because things are coming at you. Or you have to move up and down. But if, listen to it again. It's tricky. And there's the tabulation of all the scores. Second round. That's a round. Oh. Anybody? No clue? That is Tapper, the bartending game. Oh, Susanna. Yeah, it's Oh, Susanna. Because he's it's supposed to be the Western star. Never heard of it. How'd you never heard of Tapper? Fuck. Oh, my God. How about this one? And we played this at BitBar. This was a game you would fly a ship, and it was like a 3D world. It was one of the first quasi-3D games. Nope, not Tempest. And you flew over buildings? Nope. Starts with a Z. Oh, that's you crashing. Anybody? Come on, it's so easy. Jason, you're fucking dropping, dude. I've played Frogger and Tempest and Defender on the show before, so I can't repeat content. Zaxxon. How about this one? This was a game where you, if you hit the bricks, there's your score, you would get bonus points, and then the your control would actually have powers. You could fire lasers and things like that from your controller. Like, think of Breakout. What would you call an insect? Asteroids, close. It does start with an A, though. What is a spider? Arachnid, close, but make it sound more 80s video game. If I was a bothered spider, <laughs> I've been drinking. <laughs> Duh, I would be arachnoid. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know something? Since nobody got anything and I helped with everything, I play both sounds. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. Hey, guys, I'm going to call my guest when we're on break. And we are going to get a chance to talk to one of my favorite guys to work with. Pat Napoli, and he's going to be so funny. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. The only job he's ever had has been a paper route. He runs to mommy and daddy every time he has a boo-boo. On dates, he has the woman cut up his vegetables. He once spent 18 hours in a basement playing World of Warcraft just to get the Scarab Lord achievement. He is the most immature man in the world. 
I don't often go to bed without supper, but when I do, it's because I've been bad. Stay thirsty, my friend. It's time for another weak inspiration. There is no I in team, but there's one in shithead. To the five people listening on the streets of Dorchester, this is Caitlin Arcand, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, can I three dollars to go to the movies? I was like, yeah, I need three thousand dollars for closing on a house. <laughs> he says the same thing. He goes, when's it going to end? <laughs> He says, don't worry about it, you can pay. He goes, what happens if I die? Who's going to bury me? You know, he's not the first old person I heard this from. Old people are afraid that we're not going to bury them. (laughs) I didn't realize this was a widespread problem in the country. Like on any Sunday afternoon, you can drive to Lemonstock and it's a family having a funeral in the front lawn. You drive up, you look, you go, oh my god, look, there's some kid to pay his father back. See what happens? In my family, it wouldn't even happen. Because we're Italian and we own a construction company. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was just a little sampling of my guest who joins me via the phone, Mr. Pat Napoli, everybody. Yay. How are you, Pat? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm drinking on a Wednesday. <laughs> I'm drinking. Which is not that much different from our normal jobs. It's a Tuesday or Monday or the other day. Yeah, it could be a Tuesday or Monday. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing. (laughs) So let me first introduce Pat. Pat Napoli has been doing stand-up over 20 years, and you can free-stalk him. And he has this whole thing in his act. I'll let him tell you about it. He needs more of an internet presence. (laughs) (laughs) So you can find him on Facebook. And it's very easy. It's Pat Napoli, P-A-T-N-A-P-O-L-I, Napoli, like the village in Italy. Yes. So most women don't visit Pat Napoli, they visit Napoli, Italy. <laughs> yes, exactly. They, they so. bypass me and go right to, right to the country. <laughs> so we actually just work together. Now, Pat and I have done some really amazing shows. And some of them have been great, and then others have been like, why are we fucking doing this, you know? Right. Remember that little inn we did? The inn? Which one was that? The The little inn in uh, Vermont. Remember the little kid was videotaping and... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that, yeah. That that was actually... That was fun. That was a a a lot of fun. That was a fun show, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Then we had some interesting ones, too, you know? (laughs) The ones ones in Madawaska, Maine and stuff like that. This is Pat and I, we went up to Madawaska. Now, for those of you who don't have access to maps right away, Madawaska is probably the most northernest part of the United States. It touches Canada. And we got a room. Well, I'll let you finish this story, Pat. 
Oh, the, 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 pl- the place we stayed at was the, uh, the Maquis Hotel, and it was actually a trailer. It was, <laughs> it was several double wides put together. Put together. <laughs> like, so we stayed in the trailer, but you thought it was like, oh, the Marquee Hotel. And you get up there, and you'd walked in the lobby. You felt the whole thing shift. <laughs> no, the best was when I went down to the front lobby. The guy that owned the hotel used to work at the, he worked at the paper mill. This was his part-time job. You know, you don't really yeah. see a lot of time the, the owners of hotels also have a job as well. well. So I went down to the front desk, and his unit was right next to the lobby, and he's, like, cooking breakfast with his boxer shorts on. <laughs> so I said, I need, to, I need to talk to you. I've got a problem in my room. And he walked from his unit over right to the front, yes. you know, front desk with his boxer shorts on. And I'm like, are you going to put your pants on? He goes, I'm just cooking breakfast over there. I couldn't believe it. And then we did the show, and then I think, was uh, Ryan Gartley on that show with us? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and I was drunk. Oh, my God. I never drink like that, and I got drunk. Like, I don't remember doing my act. That was funny. What did you tell them the, the, the time we went, we went dancing? What happened funny. is I started sobering up, and this part I remember. Like, we went out dancing. And because Manawaska is just, you know, like everybody there knows everybody there. And we, of course, they're like, what? You know, it's like being a unicorn. <laughs> you walk down the street. So we're dancing. Yeah. And we're just at the club. And this woman was like, I guess, very into me. And I was not, I just wanted to dance. And I didn't want to have anything to do with her. And she was like all up, you know. And finally, I look at Pat. <laughs> Pat's with me. I go, Pat, I do not want to, I don't know. I want to have anything to do with that woman at all. And he goes, I'll take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I don't know if that's going to happen. He goes, I don't know. I'll handle it. So he walks up to her and yeah, yeah. you he's yelling at the top of his lungs. He's like, my friend doesn't want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like horrified that people would say this. Like, and then, of course, we just did a show Saturday night, which was very interesting. It's called Club National, and Dennis Fogg was on the show, you were on the show, and then I was closing up because I was coming from another show, and they allow smoking indoors. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. My opening leg was, oh, uh, it's good to be here at Club Nicotine. It was fucking it was horrible. Like something out of the 70s, right, exactly. <laughs> smoking and... Oh. and uh... And there, and there was an echo. And jokes and they're groaning about things. Like, yeah. What are you groaning about? Look at you people. Be, <laughs> what illegal activities going on in this place? <laughs> oh, just a terrible, terrible place. Um, it's crazy. It's but now it's, we have to do. now it's going to be funny because when I ask you about your first time, your best time, and your worst time, you can't do any of these stories. And there's probably worse. So, oh, this is like every week of my life. What is the better? How much time do we have here? Well, I played a clip during the first break. I'm going to play another clip from the second break. That's from the Headliners website. And it, yeah. It's probably, I don't know how One old. One of their many, you know, beautiful clubs. Of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was going to say, because uh, you've got like jet black hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just, uh... you remember the time we did the show one time? We went up. You were with me. We, I had my black Cadillac back then. I mean, we. I can't be more Goomba than than ever. You know, I had a black Cadillac. Oh yeah, you're the El Dorado. The was yeah, it? The yeah, the El Dorado. Yeah, we're, yeah I remember we're, that. We're driving and we're shooting the breeze, <laughs> and we went by the exit. You know, one of our famous gigs up in you know beautiful was, northern Maine. It was like Holden or something. Yeah. 
and then we're driving, and then there's nothing, no civilization, and the car starts sputtering, and you're like, what's going on? I go, uh, we're about to run out of gas, and the car was sputtering, and, and then, like, like something miraculous, we go up, I go, we go, you, what are we going to do? I, go, I, I don't know. There's no gas station. And we go over the hill, out of nowhere, there was a gas station. Yeah. It was like something like out of, from, from God or something. <laughs> and pull over and there's a gas station. Yeah, when you, when you, get, when you get lost in that area. I mean, I was just yeah. up in Lincoln, Maine on Friday, and that, right. was, that was four and a half hours up. And that's still, it's like, right. oh. <laughs> I tell you this story. I was in Lincoln, Maine. We do the show, and it's for the. It's one of those benefit shows. We do it for the fire department. So, right. literally, 150 people show up, and it's like it's packed, and people are right. really good audience. And well, there's nothing to do there. What are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gonna, no offense to you, Mark. You're a funny guy, but really, what is? you will watch Paint Dry. What else is there to do? I heard somebody who's not us is going to be here. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the whole town showed up. But then afterwards, you know, it's a Rob Steen gig. So Rob's like, I'm going to go up the street because I know there's a bar up the street. So I'm like, of course, he does. of course he does. So we go to the bar up the street, me and Justin Hoff, and Rob is already there. And there's a whole bunch. I mean, they're all locals. And they have like this DJ booth so they can do karaoke and they're playing like country music and they're doing country karaoke. And for some, like after about maybe half an hour, they decide they're going to play like a little John. You know, so little John's like, yeah, what? Yeah. And all of a sudden the fucking breaker blows for some reason. And it's dead quiet in the place. And some guy goes, why don't you play some white music? I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I look at Justin and I go, Justin, I fucking hate white people. I fucking hate white people. And he put up, he put up a video on Facebook about, he goes, I hate white people. Oh my God. But, like, people don't believe half the stories we fucking tell them. And you do. The funniest thing is you tell most of the stories that happen to us on stage. Oh, that's it, it just we talk about this all it is. I mean, it's, I mean we, go, we do gigs that, you know, like, they're not near anywhere. I mean, they, they, they mean they're paving the highway. And it's just, hell with it. We're done. That's it. There's nothing here. You know, this place you go dumb bodies. That's the only place you go up there. There's, not, there's no reason to go up there. Terrible. <laughs> Speaking of the dump bodies thing, when we were in Club Nashua, Club Nashua, Club National, <laughs> Club, <laughs> Club Nicotine, we're in Club, <laughs> we're in Club Nicotine, uh, you were doing the, like you were getting great, and then the guy in the back was heckling you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been doing these gigs for so long. I'm such an, you know, angry person. <laughs> yeah, you got angry, dude. This, this, guy, this guy's hang, you know, he's hiding in the back, back room. You know, behind a beer bar, or you're gonna, you know, stealth, you know, heckle me. He's <laughs> like, say something funny. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Yes, I, mean, that was the... not, I don't even, in the 22 years of comedy, you think I'd have a, a clever comeback or a really fun sir. <laughs> no, I just go right, just F bomb the guy, you know? And, you know, this is, this is my type of. <laughs> then he's like, hey, the first guy, where's the first guy? And your response was? In your mother's ass. Your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh, I am not. I cannot perform here." <laughs> no, this is. I like to set a plate for you. You know, for when you go up, I want to do a good job. <laughs> Make sure the people bring the love in the room. I, I love a lot of hostility before he hit the stage. Yeah, exactly. Nothing like a good fist fight right before the uh, the show. Yeah. So twenty three years, Pat. Twenty three years you've been doing stand up. 
Yeah, 22, 23. 1994, yeah. Oh, my God. And the video that I used that I extracted the audio, where is that from? It's it's, it's on the headliner's website. Which one's that? The, uh, Will the you have, Oscar show? No, no. You have two videos online because cause here's the- Oh, one I was in Lemonster. That was, uh, I was at, like a Lemonster- Elks Hall or something like that. That was like a, the set of my life. I don't even know what happened. That was, <laughs> that was that's a really good tape. I mean, that's an old tape. Oh, it's I fantastic. Really I don't even know who I yeah. was at that night. That was that was really killing. That the night. only one other than that was a 2010 video that you did a fundraiser. But the one that I'm using for the audio, that's older. That's probably yeah. Good. I, I just don't embrace technology. I just don't. <laughs> you know, I don't tape. I don't care. Why? Don't why is that? Going I don't know. I just don't want to. You know, and, and Rob seems he's, he loves that stuff. He's like good at uh, gives me a lot of my work, and he's great at he loves doing tapes and uh, you know self promoting and taking pictures and the Facebook stuff. I hate all of it. You know, <laughs> the Facebook, the Facebook, <laughs> the face pisses me off. My freak, I hate that. I mean, he goes up to me he's like, you got to promote your stuff. You gotta, you gotta get out there. You gotta, you know, when you play these desolate, empty rooms, you gotta make sure people show up. You know, nobody cares. And I go in there and I, and I, I go on I, I, my life and I talk about things. I, I played in front of famous people and, mm. and all that. And then, you know, I go up there, I put on it, I get two likes. That's it, you know? <laughs> Fucking cousin makes a grilled cheese sandwich, gets 418 likes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jeez. I, I, I got to see you eating five nights a week somewhere. That's, the, all, that's all I see about cousin Sousa. You, know, you, you, you should say that you're a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every night of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all, that's all, I told her one day, I said, if I ever wanted to whack you, I could find you anywhere. You're at the, every restaurant around. I'm home playing and hash and eggs. I mean, I don't know. But you, you know what's funny? On the live broadcast site, you can actually like something, but you don't like it. You actually heart it. My wife just typed in like. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to calculate how many likes we actually have on the website. I'm going to take our second break. We actually have another little segment. Plus, I'm going to prep because when we come back, we're going to play a little game with you, Pat. Are you ready to play? Yeah. You are listening to Radio Irregardless, and we'll be right back. This is Ebenezer Scrooge, and although it's fairly warm now, winter is coming. And when it does, be sure to see me on the Salem Christmas Trolley. Tickets go on sale Monday, September 12th at 9 a.m. Tickets are $30 each, and there's plenty of shows so that I get to torment all of you. But feel free to pay for the ticket and not show up, because less bodies, more money. And until I see you on the trolley, this is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you... A humbug. Hey, what's up? This is Joanne Britton. You're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Online, you know, online, the internet, that thing you guys use every day. Listen to it. I'm not funny on the spot. It's like it every Sunday morning, I, uh, I read the paper with my father because I, I live there. And, uh, <laughs> and I always read the obituary page of study. I always get, this is, uh, and do this small, you'll laugh at this shit. Ever read the obituary page of a guy who died, he's like 80 years old, there was like 1945 picture of him. <laughs> he's like 88 years old, he got a high school graduation picture in there. Look at the picture, what the fuck the guy died from? He looks great, you know? Like, 
That's how creepy he is. Nobody took his friggin' picture. What happened? And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was another little sampling of Pat Napoli, which nobody ever thinks about that, but that is fucking sure the guy in 50 years, nobody took his picture. Dude, they get these old pictures. They, I mean, they put a picture. The guy's like, he's <laughs> high school graduation picture. He's 80 years old. I look at him like, what's terrible? Oh, but then again, I mean, they couldn't do that. I mean, they couldn't say, you know, what if he was really, <laughs> you know, like a recent he picture? He couldn't have had friends. He couldn't have had friends. Nobody took this picture. <laughs> I mean, that's right. The guy died. He went to the house. They, he's got pictures in the drawer. Again, it just grab. What do you got to do? Get the thing off the wall. I mean, whatever. They can't, that's what it's just terrible. <laughs> Like now you go to the funerals and they have like the pictures. They, they, they have to make a collage and stuff. You know, you just collage of the whole life. They yeah. want to go get out of there. I now, do you, now you're stuff. you're over. What are you? Fifty two? Fifty three? Fifty two? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're fifty two. You're not worried about death, are you? Uh, no, it, it would be an improvement. What would be the difference? <laughs> <laughs> You're the funny. You are the funniest miserable fucker I've ever fucking met. Oh yeah, it's just yeah. Just, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to die. You know, whatever. <laughs> My mother's in a nursing home. You go to a nursing home. You, these people, you go in there. You go. Uh, you know, what I noticed at the nursing home. I mean, it's just there's all women in there. The guys die way early, and I, I, I know. You know. I'm in a relationship, so you understand that. You know, just the men are driven to the graves. They just go sooner. There's no man in there. There's no man in there. Right. Well, no, that's the, the thing. Women women live longer. And, you know, the right. joke is the reason women live longer is because they're not married to women. That's why they live right. longer. That's why you make your most money in, they say, in your 40s and early 50s because you don't want to be home. You just work hard <laughs> for that. So I'll take all the overtime you got. Whatever it takes. You know, I just want to be home. Actually, funny, when I was confirming with Pat about the show, I had called him, and he's like, hey, you got my money? I'm like, what fucking, what fucking money? He's like, the money you owe me. I go, I don't owe any money. He goes, yeah, the fuck, it's because I, you know, I dropped all the stuff off, and you said you're going to pay me. You didn't pay me. I go, this is Mark Scalia, and he's like, oh, how you doing? Like, <laughs> like, like it was a brand new conversation. Yeah. I'm not sure drug dealer, like fucking cold. He well, was the, hey, well, my thing was, the, the well, other day. who the fuck did you think I was? <laughs> because that's a far more interesting conversation than the one I was going to have with you. Yeah, because I looked at my phone, the, the guy that I, I, I had to go see, he was mocking it with SC. I looked at it, it was a glare from the sun. It looked like this. I saw the ID. I'm like, hey, that was a nice Saturday. <laughs> and you're like, what? I'm like, what are you screwing with me now? What do you mean? Yes. I was there Saturday. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? What for? Hey, what are you? Talking? Oh, fuck it, fuck. Oh. Well, Pat, you know you like to have fun on stage, and we've known each other for literally like over 20 years. And one of the funniest things we did is when we were coming back, we were in Caribou when you had the Cadillac. It was me, you, and I forget the kid's name, the opening act. I forget him, but we were so bored. Then we said, you know something, let's, we'll be like the Rat Pack. And I said, you know something, I'll be Frank Sinatra. And Pat and I said, Pat, you know something, you're Dino, you're Dino, you're Dean Martin, I'm Frank Sinatra. And the other comic goes, who am I? I go, you're Joey Bishop, wait in a fucking car. <laughs> 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 oh, 
and it was we had the best time and then the other time we were driving back you had the oh my god you had a rental car oh i rented the car i rented the it was a it was a Ford Aspire. Yeah, it was Aspire, and the joke was it aspired to be a car one day. <laughs> yeah, I walked in the rental car. I go, what is the what is the cheapest car you have? I don't care. I got, I got thirty dollars a day. I'm limited miles. I go pick up this Aspire. Good sized guys in this tiny passenger And I I was sitting in the back. I was sitting in the yeah. back. I took up the whole back seat. It was so yeah. fucking small. And then we got so bored driving home, we started doing Krusty the Clown impressions. So I was like, I was like, oh, hey, I'm gonna have to call the hotel because I think I forgot to flush. <laughs> I can't believe we're terrible again. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe we're in this place again. <laughs> yes, I hate this fucking place. We were like so fucking bitter and jaded. But those we are some of the. the so, remember, we did the Jerry. Then we were talking like Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, all yeah. The time. <laughs> like, hey, what's up with these people? Why are we in Caribou? What? what why is they call it Caribou? Well, we call it Moose. There's more Moose here than Caribou out there. Yeah, there's no Moose. I, you know something? You're afraid you're going to hit a Moose? You wouldn't even a Caribou? I don't even know what a Caribou would look like. What was a Caribou right there? <laughs> so we were to the point where, like, we sound like Willie Whistle. I, I, I love Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld, you could just start talking, and everybody will it just turns to a bit. <laughs> you know, day I got up, I went to the man's grilled cheese sandwich, and I went and I put cheese in the grill, and I grabbed the sandwich, why is it grilled cheese? I, I had a conversation with a friend of mine. I was like, hey, everybody. Uh, I know I'm known as the clean comic, but I'm going to start being blue. That's what I mean. Uh, I'm going to start talking about blowjobs. That's what I'm doing. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know why they call them blowjobs because they mostly suck. But if you, if you got a if you got a suck job, everybody's got a suck job. See, I'm clever and I'm blue. They Your girlfriend, your girlfriend was yeah. giving a home job to somebody else. It's right. not my fault. So the guy, the guy that owned the bar wasn't there, but it was his girlfriend or whatever. So he 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 didn't see my face. He didn't know who I was. So like three months later, they want to rebook me there. So <laughs> so well, what they did was they they sent the picture. He said, "So it's a Rob Steinbook." He goes, "I can't use your name. We got to come up with a name." So like, what could you use for a name? So I said, let's 
to Joey, Joey Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> so he sends my headshot, yeah. and he redid it. He put Joey Bishop at the bottom. So in the paper is my picture and Joey Bishop. <laughs> so like in the three-month period when I went there, I was clean-shaven. When I went back, I had a goatee. Oh. So I, and he said, when you go up there, you got to make pretend you were never there again. You can't talk. Just go do the show. So I go in, and they see the picture, and the bartender goes, were you ever here before? And I said, no, I've never been here in my life. So I do the show, and the next day he calls the guy who owns the club. He goes, that was a great show. We had a good – he goes, we love that Joey Bishop guy. we got to get him back here. He says, well, do you know who Joey Bishop is? He says, no, it's Joey Bishop. He goes, no, that's Pat Napper. That's the guy you banned from here three months ago. He says, oh, you got me. That's funny. <laughs> so I did one of my best shows as, as someone else. Hey, Joey <laughs> You know, here's what I want to do. I want to play a game with you. We're going to play a game called In Napoli. In Napoli, beside the sea, in dear old Speaking of Dean Martin. <laughs> yeah, we just, see how you tie the show all together? I tie it all together. Now, here's the thing I didn't know. That song, he's mentioning this song in in That's Amore. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. I, well, and now everybody knows it. So, because we're playing in Napoli, because you are Pat Napoli. Well, obscure Dean Martin uh, Just ob- obscure Dean Martin <laughs> references. Everything you want to learn about Dean Martin and didn't know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I'm going to do. You're going to play directly against my listening audience. Now, they are listening on a delay, and you Who and I... the guy at the other end of the room? How many listening the, people? Uh, I can't believe you had a commercial. I, <laughs> I got commercials. You I got commercials. I got, I got, I got, what do you think? I can talk for a fucking hour? <laughs> Even my set is only 45 minutes long. <laughs> Your set? We're in the backseat of your car? Why? No, I'm just... <laughs> But what we're going to do is you're going to play against my audience. Now, they're listening on a delay, and you and I are speaking over the phone, so we're speaking almost instantaneous. So if you know it, you can just say it, but they have to listen to it through the delay, and then they have to know it, and then they have to type it. Oh, okay. So the advantage is you're faster. Their advantage is there's more of them than of you. Right. So if well, you get fans are smarter than me too. Well, they could. I, I, they'll probably win this. Yeah. yeah. So here's what I'm going to do. Rock. Because it's Pat Napoli. I'm going to ask you questions, and you have to tell me. Like I'm going to hear. That would be a typical thing. It has the letters N A P in it in that order. So if right. I said what I like to do when I'm home, or a short sleep, what would that be? A nap. A nap. That was correct. And if you get it correct, would you judge? Did you get this? There you go. <laughs> How fun is that? That's awesome. So that's if you get it right. Now, there are five, and you're playing against the audience. So here we go. Here's the first one. Okay. It is a Gilligan's Islands character's bra release or a Christmas cookie. A Gilligan's Island bra release? A Gilligan's Islands character's bra release. or Oh, Kim Santo got it. Or a Christmas cookie. It? It's ginger snap. <laughs> oh. Get it? <laughs> I thought of ginger in a bra and I was lost. I didn't know it was so you get it wrong. No, that's yeah. Italian. 
<laughs> no, that's Patrick. And, and Kim gets this. Bam, there you go. Mic drop. It's happening. All right, here we go. Wow. How about this one? Poisonous spring flowers yeah. or a nice dressed reptile? Poisonous reptile. Poisonous. Poisonous spring flowers or a nicely dressed reptile? I don't know. Happy lizard? I don't know. I don't... <laughs> Happy lizard. I don't even understand the question. I don't know what <laughs> a poisonous spring flower. A poison? I don't know. I, and it's got it, it's got NAP in it. Jason oh. got it right with Snapdragon. Oh. Technically, it would be a snappy dragon. Snappy <laughs> but, dragon. Okay. Here you go. It's correct. I wrote this in 15 minutes. It's not a, it's not a big deal. Well, yeah, I can't even answer the question. You're writing this stuff in 15 minutes. Very good. Okay. All right, so you get this, though. No, and that's how you say no in Italian. Don't get a mofa Okay, how about this one? An informal photograph or a quick fire? A snap. No, let me think. Yeah, yeah, keep going. An info- snapshot. A snapshot. That is correct. There we go. See, you got one. So now that you got a shot at it. Here we go. I feel bad. I don't feel, you know, totally <laughs> Here we go. How about this one? A French general who became emperor or a rectangular piece of pastry with thin flakes. Napoleon. Napoleon. There we go. Oh, the funny thing is Kim just posted it. She's got like a, she must have like Xfinity X1 fucking speech in it. So that's two. Extra for cable to you... get us to win on the show. <laughs> yeah, she's got the high speed internet. I'm Wi-Fi with my neighbor. I can't afford stuff. We're talking on a phone. He doesn't, he doesn't want to do Skype. All right. And here's the last one. This one's the trickiest one. That's why I put it at the end. Okay. And this one's okay. really tough. So listen to it closely. Okay. Someone who is unimportant but presumptuous or a result of a rabbit and a gorilla mating. (laughs) Someone who is unimportant but presumptuous or result of a rabbit and a gorilla mating. Kim says, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I don't have any idea. Uh, All right. Who who climbed the beanstalk? Jack. Okay. And what do you call a gorilla? An ape. I don't know, Jack. Put it together. Jack ape? No. Put a little letter in there. Put the letter A in there. Jack ape? What? <laughs> What are you talking about? You, you know something? I may go with that. That's close enough. <laughs> it's a jackanape. <laughs> a jackanape? Okay. A jackanape is someone who is unimportant but presumptuous. Or like in, and if a rabbit had a mating with a gorilla, <laughs> it would be. You a, did a lot of serious drugs in high school. I did. No, I didn't do. You know, the, the funny thing is I didn't do any drugs in high school. No, I did a lot. That's why I can't answer these questions. I don't. <laughs> is, is that a I, thing? I 
She wrote, "Is that a thing?" Well, I don't know. It's, it's for me. It is for me. I think you made it up. I never heard jack a ape. No, no, a jack and nape. A jack, a jack and ape. Okay. Yes, like a jack and nape. Okay. Yeah, it's jack a nape. The show was going really well until we get to the questions. <laughs> you just brought it to a screeching halt. All right. If that's the case, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break and try to rejuvenate the show. We're going to take our third and final break. And you we lost come- your third listener. There yeah. we go. Gonna- I've heard of jackalope, yes, but a jackanape. Look it up. Jack it's a real it's a real word. I just figured I'd make it. You know something? I'm going to take a break. We all need a break. We all need a break. Okay. Third and final break, and we come back. We're going to talk to Pat. We're going to ask him about his first time, his best time, and his worst time. You are listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And we're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and still on the Skype line, Pat Napoli. And again, you can free stalk him on Facebook. He's at Pat. Please, I need a friend. Nobody likes me. Who am I? I'll take your friend. I don't care. Pat Napoli. N-A-P-O-L-I. Napoli. Like Mike Napoli from the Red Sox. Oh, oh, speaking of Red Sox, let's see. What's the score? Oh, I think Boston's up 3-0. Boston is up 3-0 at the top of the ninth. Wow. I think, well, I I don't know if if uh, if Toronto's doing it. Toronto's losing to Baltimore, top of the ninth. Oh, my God, we're going to win the division. <laughs> Fuck. But I'll tell you what, before right. we let you go, Pat, I want to hear about your first time, your best time, and your worst times on stage. Uh, for, first time I want to say, this is kind of fun. I went, I played this place, Dick Doherty had the Akua Cool in uh, Cambridge. And um, I go in there, <clears throat> I'm all nervous. I got my set written on, I'm like, index card. The guy goes up ahead of me. And the first guy, he had an act where he would bring a side of beef, and he put it like on a table. He had a side of beef. Like it looked like it's like a side of beef, and he, it looked like a cow's leg. And he brought it as like a prop, and he would tell jokes or whatever. And he'd be cutting the side of beef. What? I'm like, what is it? So he, he cuts, he cuts the meat, the thing, and he had a big butcher knife, big carving knife. And he slipped, and he cut his thumb. What? He cut his thumb. I'm not saying blood. I mean, it's shot in the air. It's sprayed. Oh. So the guy drops the side of beef and runs, (laughs) holding his thumb, runs to the bathroom as fast as he can. And everybody is horrified. And the host goes, you ready? You're next. (laughs) I had to follow a guy bleeding to death. That was your first time. First time on stage. I should have known then that this was going to be this was going to be a happy career. Who starts with a person bleeding to death? 
suffer some bleeding to death. That was the first time we Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. What about the best time? I mean, we, we've talked a lot about kind of the be- the roughest parts of comedy. What? Tell us about the best time. I don't know. I can't really come up with a, <laughs> with a good time. It was like, that I would say that was, oh, no, this is, yeah, probably the best time. I, I used to go to New York City and do squats and... It was the fun, like, the comics can't just go, as you know, Mark. We have to go in packs. So it's always like if someone's going to the big city, you got to take other comics with you. So I got four or five comics. I got Rob Steen, Dave Baird. I got four guys in the car with me. And we're driving each other crazy. So then we're running late. I got to get on stage. I got a lot of time to get on. I'm in New York City. I'm trying to find a pocket space. I can't find a pocket space. So I just, you know, Jumped out of the car. I said, guys, we'll park it, go inside. I run inside, and, and, I, and I'm supposed to do the show. So I went through this hell to get there. There's like nine people in this room. <laughs> and I go on stage, and I, I'm having, I had like a meltdown. Like I said, I can't believe that I'm going through this grief to come here. Like, look at you people. You're all ugly. <laughs> well, this is New York City. You're- you people are losers. You're ugly. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm dumping on everybody in the room. I'm dumping on the club. And the people are laughing. And the more I'm melting down, the more that that <laughs> they're laughing. Now, I was I was auditioning to work at this club. I mean, I feel like going on American Idol and dumping on the judges. And I'm dumping. And the, and Rob and the, Rob is looking at me with his hands, his head in his hands, looking at me going, Mouthing, what are you doing? <laughs> You're not doing your act. You're shitting on everyone. What are you? Are you nuts? So I get off stage and I sit down, and there's this really attractive girl, woman at the end of the at a table, and she's motioning me to walk over to a table, and I says, "I go, Rob, who's that?" He says, "That's Gina Savage." I go, "Who's Gina Savage?" He goes, "She books the club." Yeah, Gina. I know. Yeah. So I walked over, and she says. You are absolutely hysterical. Um, give me a call. So she gives me her card. And this was like a big audition for all these people. Yeah. So she watched. She left. And everybody, all the comics after me were pissed at me because they go, that was it. There was, there was no reason to be there. Right. And, and I felt like that was a thing. And, but then I called. They never booked me. But it was good, though. <laughs> that was like the best, you know, set of my life, I think. That was, that so, was the so you've had you've had the open mic you've first time with the guy cutting his fucking hand off you've had the best show where you're insulting the audience you think you're doing bad and then the agent books you uh the agent's there and then she leaves and boom 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 now out of all the bad shows we've ever done together and the ones that you've done please tell us about your worst time Okay. And it's going to be hard because we mentioned some really bad shows. No, this this is this will always stay in my mind. Matter of fact, this show that I did, I ran into a guy like fifteen years later at another show, <laughs> and he mentioned the show. He said, "I saw you at a Bush show," and yeah. So anyways, it was it was a like NASCAR people, Bush National show. It was packed with people, and before they brought me up, they're still. They were having raffles and all kinds of stuff. So Rob Steen was a whole host, and 
and he just like brings me up like there's no nothing and the people are still talking well one thing is there's a common people say is heckling the worst thing I find no not heckling ignoring you <laughs> I, so I'm up in there's 300 people and they actually sat and, and were talking like I wasn't even on stage they just broke into discussion groups and I would hear like people heckling but mostly just people ignored me so I'm standing on stage, and everyone in the room is ignoring me. And I had to do my time. I did like 20 minutes, oh basically God. talking to myself. Oh and I had to sit down. I wanted to take a shower with a wire brush. When I, was there. I was just the most <laughs> horrific experience I've ever had. Just oh my people God. ignored me. <laughs> See, I'm, like the listeners are probably going, oh, my God. That's horrible. <laughs> no, that's... Yeah, it's a weird. It's just you just sit and you, you, you're doing your material, and people just all of a sudden start talking. They right. start having a discussion. That's it, table. This is the only job where you could have. Sh- you could have the worst fucking ever. Like everything is horrible, horrible. Like like a bad day, and then you go, "Nah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll book it. I'll, I'll work this weekend for you." <laughs> This is a job where literally people walk up to you and punch you in the nuts. And on Monday, you're like, oh, that was the worst fucking thing. I hate this. I'm never going to do it again. And then your phone rings on Tuesday morning. They go, you want to work this weekend? You're like, yep. So I I did a show one time, and this guy, I I remember telling a good friend of mine this. He always talked about this. He used to say, you got to tell the story all the time. I'm I'm in this room. It was packed with people. And... After the show, now, you know, Marcos, we do, you know, we, you know, we do the show. And, you know, people come up after you. How you doing? It's a good show. You're funny and all that. So this guy walks through, like, everybody. It was like he walked through, and he walked up. He said, I think he just said, you know, nice show. And he said to me, he says, uh, I got to tell you, you're the worst comic I've ever seen. <laughs> I said, what did you say? He goes, no, no, I've been watching comedy for about 20 years. And you're by far the worst comic I've ever seen. I said, go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> I said to myself, what a jerk. He, hit, he walked. He and went out of like his way. A 10-minute walk. Like, he made a point to walk. <laughs> you know, it's almost like when you see these movies when, when someone goes to assassinate somebody. You know, they go through the crowds and they approach the stage. Well, it was this guy, like, you know, he assassinated me verbally. He walked through it. He took the effort to walk and tell me <laughs> that I was the worst comic you've seen in 20 years. Oh that doesn't God. happen in other jobs. No, no. No. It just, I just, it's, 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 it's in comedy, like when you perform, people just feel that you could, they could just say anything to you. They like, they don't understand like what is in appropriate or inappropriate. They don't understand. <laughs> well, how about you sit and you, you know, especially when you're new in the, in the, in the business, you know, you're next to the headline. The headline always does well. And you go to the headline, wow, God, you're hysterical. My stomach hurts. I've been laughing so hard. And they look at you and they go, oh, you were, you were funny, too. Yeah. You're good, too. You're pretty good, too. Yeah. You keep going. Keep after it, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, some, if you want to see Pat, again, follow him on Facebook and uh, be one of his friends. Make friends with Pat Napoli. Yeah, go on Facebook because, you, you know, I always try to promote <laughs> Like where I'm playing, and I and I, you know, probably the best place I play locally is uh, I play, you know, Radisson Hotel Headlines Comedy Club. That's a that's a great club. You play it, it all. Yeah, I love that club. Absolutely love that's it. A, 
Right, and I'm I'm not I, I play there regularly, but I won't be there till like December. So I don't want to say, well, come see me in December because you're like, oh, this guy's terrible. No one's booking. <laughs> and tomorrow I'm playing in I'm playing in Plymouth, New Hampshire tomorrow at a place called the Caddy Shack. I work with Tom Hayes, who's a very very funny I love guy. Tom. Love Tom. He's, he's the best, you know. And he's miserable like us. He's great. You know, <laughs> comments, miserable comments are the best. Um, but that's what I'm playing. But, um, you know, yeah. So friend me on Facebook, and then I post these places. You know, places. No one will come, but just, you know, it makes me feel better. <laughs> no one will come. Say, you know, <laughs> no one will come. But at least you can, you know, free, you know. Definitely. So I'll tell you, man, it's so fucking fun having you on, man. I'm so, I'm so grateful that you, uh, that you could do that, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Thank you. And uh, I know that we'll get better gigs together soon, but probably we'll have shittier gigs before we have better gigs. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the horizon. I don't see anything soon, but you know, there's always hope. All right, Pat. Well, thanks for being part of Radio Irregardless, and I will see you soon, my friend. Thank you for having me on. We'll talk soon. All right, have a good night. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Pat Napoli, everybody. Pat Napoli laughing. Fucking unbelievable dude. Fucking funny. Oh, some of the stories we have together, man. It's just so funny. So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to wrap the show. I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be. Tomorrow during the day, as I said earlier, we have a corporate Salem and Spirits trolley. And again, if you want to be part of the Spirits trolley, you can go to them on SalemSpiritsTrolley.com. And it's really cool. It's just like we go to Far From the Tree. We go to Deacon Giles Distillery and we go to Notch Brewery. So we're doing a corporate one tomorrow during the day, which is very cool. And then later tomorrow night, I'll be doing a fundraiser up at Chunky's in Nashua, New Hampshire. Friday night, I am off. Got my chiropractor visit. And then Saturday, I am going to be in Boston at Howl at the Moon. Dick Doherty's Howl at the Moon at the at the Comedy Den. That's where I'll be. Hey, if you want to be a sponsor, leave a comment or questions or anything like that. Email the show, radioirregardless at gmail.com. You can also call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Next week, Spike Tobin, comedian. We'll see you next week. Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2016. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Testing one, two, three.